Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome back to another episode of the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It's November 10th, 2020. And I am Gavin Pickin, and I'm happy to be joined by Eric Peterson this week. Hey, glad to be back. Thanks, Gavin. No problems. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And for those watching live in the chat uh, on YouTube, uh, hit us up with some comments. We'll try and keep up as we go. Okay. We know most of you are probably watching the Apple event, so it's okay. Yeah. We'll forgive you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. First, let's uh, thank our sponsors, Auto Solutions. Uh, without them, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast. So um, just want to let you know that there's a Into the Box Latam conference coming up on December 3rd and 4th. It's going to have English and Spanish sessions available. So uh, lots of great content there. And it's only $7. We try to make it region friendly. So if you want to subscribe to that, uh, we'll tell you a little more in the conferences section. Another way you can give back to Audis and thank him for helping with this podcast is to sign up for CSCast, which release new content every week. So we have some free content, some paid content, but lots of great content on CFCast.com. And then the other people that are helping make this podcast happen are our Patreon supporters, right, Eric? That's right. We are up to 33 Patreons. That's providing 50, 57% of the funding for this podcast. And you can learn more at patreon.com slash solutions. And thank yeah. you so much for those contributing in any of these ways. Yep. Much appreciated for sure. Okay. So let's uh, check out the first news event and uh, a little selfless plugging as usual. But Coldbox now has a new site. So it's all pretty. There's lots yeah. of moving oohs and ahs. But uh, we've updated the site, got more information. Uh, so if you guys want to check that out. Let us know uh, if it's got any comments, feedback, etc. But again, we're just trying to make it a little easier to, to get up and running with Coldbox. And so we've updated the site here. And there's even a link right there to go see CFCAS. So. That's right. Um, it's really nice. And this, I, I don't know if we're going to do a, a, a deep dive on the technology, but there's some neat technologies that were used to make this as well. So. Hopefully yep. we get that all. But my favorite's all the animation. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and, fun to go in and be like, "Ooh, that's pretty." Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of detail and time and efforts put into the site. Just like we try and do with everything uh, Audis related, and so um, definitely check it out. And this one is just focused mainly on Coldbox. Obviously, uh, there's links to documentation, downloads, training, support, everything else. So, but just a. Uh, little spotlight there new site go check it out and yeah okay well we also have some uh quite a lot of uh, online meetups and the first one's the seattle sea thug which is going to be on wednesday night and that's going to be a hands-on deep dive into interacting with the thinkific api um so i believe this is the third in this series it's actually on the, the i think it's the second one they did okay. one in october this is november we've been talking about it for a while because i like thinkific so i'm excited to <laughs> see this out here so but yeah um it's a 
it's a really great product. Thinkific uh, is, is really neat. Their API is really powerful and it's really easy to work with. Um, I like their uh, documentation and everything too. So uh, if you're wanting to learn about working with APIs, this might be good too. But if you're looking at getting like your own learning platform, uh, maybe you're looking at something like Podia or Teachable, we went with Thinkific because their API allowed us to do a lot more from Confusion with it. And so that's why we're, uh, we're using that. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see other people using it and sharing that. So Leon and Daniel's uh, leading that. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to this session. And as we mentioned, this is the second in the series. So the other one is available um, through the meetup group as well. You can see the recording. Awesome. The online CF meetup will be back on this Thursday, November 12th from at 5 p.m. Central. And it is going to be using Taffy. API live coding and fireside chat with Adam Tuttle. So Adam Tuttle is the um, author behind Taffy, which is a framework, a cold fusion framework for making great APIs. Yep, uh, it's been around quite a while. He's got a book out there as well that he wrote, and uh, he's doing a little bit more with it now. Um, and since APIs are just taken off of CFML, uh, he's coming back and presenting on this. So it's we got a little API sort of series going uh, on the online CF meetup. I did a, a session last month, and uh, we'll be doing another session as well later on. But uh, it's good to see different ways to to build APIs with ColdFusion. So, yep, that'll be a good session. I like I like watching these ones because although I'm very biased to cold box, it's nice to see different approaches and their merits and see what we can share between all these different frameworks. Yep. I know Adam's got a couple of really cool things that I like that Teffy does that uh, I haven't seen in many other places and, and everything. So yeah, it's a, it's a good framework and he'll be doing that presentation Thursday. So check that out. And in case you missed it, Last week's online CF meetup is online now on YouTube. Charlie's got a, a channel with a bazillion uh, videos up there. And uh, last week, uh, TJ Van Toll did a session on building great user interfaces fast with Kendo UI. So uh, I think he's actually doing another talk about Kendo UI in, um, for the React uh, React meetup coming up this week as well. I don't have the link to that, but uh, Kendo UI has been around for a while now, but it's still improving and still making some changes. So uh, pretty cool to see that. And one more in case you missed it, we had our own webinar with Ordis this last Friday, a content box um, AMA, Ask Me Anything with Luis and Gavin. So how'd yeah. that go, Gavin? I think it went really well. Um, we started off basically just chit-chatting with everybody, talking and asking questions and sort of answering from the chat and uh, had a lot of good feedback. Uh, we're, we're, we were planning to have John uh, do his mirror to content box conversion last week, but with some client work, he wasn't able to finish the, the module. So we wanted to, uh, we postponed that, but we wanted to meet and sort of tell everyone what we have been working on. And so we gave a sneak peek of some of the new stuff with, um, with the content box five. So we showed the multi side and, and answered quite a few questions that everybody had. So I think it went really well. The recording is up on cfcast.com and we have that in the show notes. So you can go check that out. Uh, it is free to, to view. You just need an account to sign in with uh, to, to view that. But um, yeah, go check that out and see what we're doing with content box. And we'll be rescheduling the one with John uh, as soon as possible. So as soon as we have that and we got some room on the calendar because of all these holidays coming up, uh, we'll get that out there as well. But I think it went really well. I had a lot of positive feedback. So 
uh, good interactions. Awesome. Uh, speaking cool. of CFCAS, we have uh, a couple of updates there. Yep. Um, beside the webinar, we have a new video in our CF Config series with Grant on environment variables and how those fit into CF Config. So you can uh, check it out the link in the show notes or in the chat and get learning there. Yep, lots of good stuff. Okay, well, apparently November is a month for conferences because nobody wants to do any work with Thanksgiving coming up and everything. So they're just going to have a conference <laughs> every day. So if you are actually listening to us and not watching the Apple event right now, you could be at the DigitalOcean event today, Deploy, because that is going on right now. It's a 24-hour community conference, so uh, it starts today at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, so it's been it started already. There's over 80 sessions, lots of great stuff there, and if you go to digitalocean.com slash deploy, you can probably do a late registration and still see lots of great content there. Also, right. also today we got a .NET conference going on as well, so... Uh, Obviously, where ColdFusion is by default, um, if you're listening to this, you're probably doing ColdFusion, but uh, there is some content in the .NET Conf that may be of interest to you as well. So that's going on November 10th through the 12th, and there's things like Docker, Azure, Kubernetes, GitHub Actions, and other things like that that might be of interest to you, even though the rest of .NET stuff may not be as interesting. Um, but that's no. available... Now, I haven't been in the ColdFusion world that long, but wasn't there a version that ran on .NET? Um, they tried to do a cross, um, like a cross build way back. I think it was in 2005 or something. I remember them trying to do something. There was also a PHP compiled version that they were trying to do. And yeah, it's kind of experimental. I mean, I think it was about the same time that Open Blue Dragon and Raylo was there. Um, oh, Charlie's saying in the chat, bluedragon.net ran entirely on .NET. There you so. go. So for those of you still using bluedragon.net, <laughs> here's a .NET conference for you. <laughs> yeah. But, but obviously, you know, a lot of the things they're doing there with the API uh, services through Azure and, and all sorts of stuff, I mean, you can always tie into it, and that's what we like about ColdFusion, um, you know. And as Charlie mentions in the chat, uh, we've had .NET integration since ColdFusion 8 anyway, you know that's one of the good things about ColdFusion. You can tie into pretty much everything. So, so yeah. Okay. So that's .NET conf .net, uh, If you want to go check that out and check out a few sessions there. Okay. We also have uh, Adobe ColdFusion CF Summit 2020, which replaces the CF Summit West in Las Vegas. Um, now on the website, there's two days in the schedule, November 17th and 18th, but everywhere else still talks about the 19th. So I'm not sure if something's meant to go there or we're just not updating it. Um, but that's online. It's free. The speakers in the schedule are now on the website and there's, uh, they're adding a few more sessions too. So they just added a, a panel, uh, with myself and Charlie and Nolan and Brian Class and David Byers talking about the modern CFML challenges. And there's a few other sessions on there too. So they are updating it all the time do go check it out and see if there's any other sessions. But one thing that we noticed was the weird timeline, right, Eric? Yeah, that's right. So um, take a, a close look at the times of these different uh, sessions because they're accommodating people from all over the globe. For instance, on the 18th, the schedule starts um, for us, you know, one thirty Pacific in the morning for people over in India, over in Europe, 
So I think it's awesome, but it definitely caught me by surprise when I saw that. Yeah, I was trying to figure um, out, was it a mistake? These- or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I assume that these will be available as the recordings um, because I probably won't be up at 1.30 watching these. Sorry, I'm sure they're great, but I just I have to sleep, especially since I have to talk later that day. <laughs> yep, I know. There's uh, some good stuff there, too. I think I saw David Tadastol from Fusion Reactor going to be speaking at probably like 5 in the... Was it 5.30 in the morning Pacific or something? So there's definitely some early times in there. Um, yeah, so that was, One other it was 3.30, th- oh. sorry. Go ahead. One other thing I do know is it will be on a new uh, video platform, um, kind of like we used for Into the Box, not quite the same vendor, but this will not be like Adobe Connect or anything like that. So you should have a really great experience, technologically speaking. Yep, and I'm hoping that uh, some of the virtual stuff you know, comes in because that's what we really miss about these conferences, right, Eric? I know with COVID and everything, we're like, hopefully into the box can go in person next year because yeah. we miss everybody. We miss you guys. So, but uh, we got to do what we got to do. So, that's but, right. Yep. So, November 17th and 18th and cfsummit.adobeevents.com. Go register. It's free and really quick and easy to do. So, Oh, David misses us too. We miss you, David. Bellinger, that is. We got a few Davids. I should probably be more specific. <laughs> the rest of you, Davids, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And just uh, FYI, too, if you want to do the Adobe Cold Fusion certification, it is online and available. We have links in the show notes. You can find out more about that and how to sign up. Okay. So if if they're not sure if they want to attend all the Adobe Cold Fusion sessions, Looks like they've got plenty of other things to look at, too, this week, right, Eric? That's right. There's a couple conferences that same week. One's a developer week in Austin. Uh, it's free with a code FREE2020. Yeah, and they have and some... covers... Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, they have some pro and premium passes available, but they got a lot of good content in there, too. There's, like, a whole JavaScript conference in there, and there's, you know, some DevOpsy stuff. So there's, like, eight little mini conferences in these developer weeks. So, you know, you can definitely find some good content in there. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one. If you want to hurt your brain, you can go to KubeCon. The keynote is free, and the conference is $100 virtual. Yeah, and that um, one actually has some not... cloud-native stuff, too. I'm, like, I'm kind of curious yeah. about that. So I read anything Kubernetes and just think that's going to hurt my brain. I'm going to come back to that later. <laughs> yeah. And that's all part of the Linux foundation. They're running that one there. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of curious what the cloud native stuff is about though. Cause obviously KubeCom, Kubernetes, I know what that is, but I haven't done too much with cloud native yet. So I'm curious. So I might check out a session or two there and figure out what's going on. So this next one, I thought there was a typo. It's AWNS reInvent, and on their website, it says a free three-week virtual conference. And that is true. It is three weeks long, and I'm kind of not processing that. <laughs> well, this this is the very premium uh, conference they have. You know, a lot of times they have a, a AWS summits around, which are free, one-day little uh, four or five tracks, things we can go in and learn a little bit about, you know, all the AWS offerings. But reInvent is like a super intensive deep dive conference. I mean, it's it's massive. I mean, I think 
Brian class said that when he went there, I mean, for some reason, the big numbers like 30, 40,000 people are thrown out there. I mean, it's at least 5,000 people. It's one of the biggest conferences I've ever heard of. And it's a week long, five days, usually in, you know, like a bazillion sessions. It takes over half of the, the world when it's on. It's ridiculous. So having a three week virtual conference actually makes sense for that type of conference. So, um, if you're doing AWS stuff, you'll want to, you know, definitely check out a lot of this stuff, but they have deep dives and crazy in depth trainings and it's, it's intense. And by the way it's scheduled, it looks that way, <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely one of those things that I know Brian class loves it. He's gone, you know, year after year and that's why he's like the AWS guy for us. But, um, yeah, it definitely looks like lots of amazing stuff going on. And I can't believe it's free too. Cause it's not a cheap conference. Normally. Right. Right. That's, that was what I was going to point out. This is a free three week virtual conference on all things AWS by the AWS folks and yeah. those that work with it all the time. So yeah, yeah, this is one of those conferences that's, you know, like 1500 bucks, what a ticket before. I don't know. I'd have to go look up. Uh, the I think difference. it was even more than that. I mean, yeah, that's it, not even airfare, hotel, food. Yeah, <laughs> so I, this like is that, a deal. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm trying to. I'm trying to look up real quick how many attendees they had and for AWS. I mean, I said it's just one of those massive conferences. Um, so go ahead if you do anything with AWS or are curious. Free registration, free conference. Obviously, you don't have to attend the three weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can pick and choose the ones you want. So, yeah. No. But just make sure to leave open December 3rd and 4th, though, for Into the Box Latam. Yep. Don't forget about that. <laughs> but yeah, apparently AWS reInvent in 2019 had over 60,000 attendees. They had over 3,000 technical sessions. And they launched 50 new services for AWS. 50 services they announced. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I knew it was in a different ballpark. And yep, that. That's it. But yeah, you're right. Uh, into the box of Tam. Uh, maybe a little smaller scale conference there from the Audis <laughs> team. But uh, it's definitely not to be forgotten. So you could take a couple of days off out of that three week session and uh, you know, pick up some good into the box of Tam session. So um, last year in person, we had a great one day conference. Uh, it went really well. But this year we're going virtual and we're doing some Spanish and some English content too. So Again, we're trying to market to the Latin American crowd and trying to, you know, help everyone get up to speed with programming. Um, and David Bellinger is pretty excited in the chat. If I could read it, uh, I'd be happier too. But, uh, um, <laughs> again, yes, sir. Let's go, Latam. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, latam.intothebox.org is the website. You can find out more about it. Um, and yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. And again, it's only $7. Uh, you know, it's the cheapest conference ticket you'll get from the oldest people um it's yeah you know, we're just trying to make it more available more open and yeah and brad will be trying to speak some spanglish uh, he's learned really well off luis over these years <laughs> uh, i know the slides will be in spanish uh, he'll be speaking english and but yeah a lot of the sessions uh, you know be presented by our uh, el salvadorian team and uh, luis and edgado and jorge so uh most of it will be actually understandably Spanish, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Although Vil did say uh, Brad might speak a little less if he speaks Spanish, so. 
anyways so yeah lots of great content coming at you guys um i'm really looking forward to a lot of these so uh, good conferences okay well let's get on to the blogs tweets and videos of the week here uh we have a few in yeah. here from our friend ben Nadell. and that's right and both are in the same vein about uh web sockets yeah so, so his first one is talking oh go ahead Oh, our lag is a little bad today. Sorry, everybody. But I was just saying, yeah, he's been using pusher web sockets, and so um, he's been looking at sort of tying into cold fusion with those web sockets to get a more you know interactive user experience. And so, um, and both of them talk about pusher. And in the comments, I actually read they got a really good free freemium uh, tier, like two hundred thousand requests or something. So if you guys are looking for something, pusher looks like a great way to get started. Um, so, but basically what they're just trying to do is tie into the push of web sockets when they're generating reports to bake, you know, basically show progress indicators. And I thought that was a really cool idea for using web sockets, you know, compared to like long polling and, and everything else. So, yeah, um, this is one that I've actually remember seeing the first time with, um, Giancarlo at, uh, one of the Adobe cold fusion summits. Or maybe it was into the box, but showing off Adobe's WebSockets the same way to with long-running reports and things like that. Yeah, and so he has a video, and uh, it's always great when he has a video. It really helps to, you know, sort of fill in the missing pieces. Um, but, yeah, it was um, pretty interesting. Um, again, he sort of has the, the steps where basically the, the different steps that you could be processing the document. And so uh, as it works through, uh, it ties into that. So uh, it's really easy to use too. I mean, like this is all you have to do to send messages out to a channel, you know, the pusher uh, CFC works really well and push them out to all the subscribers. So uh, I know that we're hoping to get a uh, command boxes web sockets up and running at some point here. So we can start doing more of that. Um, it's, it's something that we have. It seems like, more and more people are wanting to, to tie into with the JavaScript getting more and more popular on the front end these days. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, really, really good article. I said, you should definitely check through it, uh, and watch the video. He's taken the time to make a video for it. So, um, definitely look at that, but I just like how smooth and clean this looks, you know, looks so professional. Good job, Ben. <laughs> Okay, uh, next we got a tweet from Brad about a hidden feature of Adobe Cold Fusion. So yeah. evidently, if you open up your Neo login XML file and you switch your console visible setting to true and start CF, you get a Java swing GUI with all the logs. And it looks like so. this, which is pretty dang cool. I didn't know that that either. I mean, Charlie, you're the king of uh, hidden gems in uh, Cold Fusion. Have you seen this before? But yeah, so it's kind of neat. It just pops up a little swing tool, and yeah, I was like, dang, that was really cool. Back on the Ben train and going on this WebSockets idea, uh, Ben had written in the previous and in this one how he feels like WebSockets is like a progressive enhancement feature. It's something nice to add, but it should work without it. And so he explores in this case, in the first one, he just kind of lets the browser reload, which is fine. And in this one, he's looking into doing some sort of long polling using ColdFusion and Redis 
to get the same kind of effect. Yep, I liked his um, blocking left pop blop. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Redis has a lot of those awesome features. And uh, if you're asking why Redis, um, if you have one ColdFusion server, like you'll probably be fine with that. If you have any more, you'll want something that can talk between all of them so that you can load balance. So that's why Redis is the go-to here for Ben. Yep, and then uh, obviously they're using Adobe Cold Fusion uh, in, in production, I believe. Uh, he uses Lucy for his testing and his local stuff. Uh, and um, there's less less options with uh, Adobe. They're adding more and more, uh, you know, caching options all the time. But um, he does even provide the Redis gateway for you here. So if you want to try it out some more, but uh, as he mentions here. Uh, this is a, a pretty cool feature inside Lucy. We can just load the jar files uh, and load things directly that way. So one of the neat features they have, uh, you know, pretty easy for dynamically loading jars. So, but yeah. And I like his comments. Oh, chickens. I love Lucy CFML so hot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let Last up, we have an article um, from Toomba about how to use TestBox results within a GitLab CI pipeline. And so this is, um, in reading it specifically about making some nice reporting that GitLab has built in, um, it shows you how to run your tests in test with uh, their CI as well. But there's a way to use the JUnit report that's outputted as uh, a special report in GitLab. And I know we've done this for a couple clients that will give you like your code coverage number, will give you any failing tests will pop out, things like that. So it was a very easy to follow and concise tutorial on that. I loved it. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, we're, we're a fan of GitLab. There's so many good tools out there now. All the CI tools are getting pretty, pretty powerful, but we're using GitLab for quite a few customers and yeah, uh, I like the the way we tie into that. It's kind of cool to see that code coverage number going up or even down. It shows you. <laughs> it's kind of neat from build to build. So, yeah. Well, it's November. Uh, I guess election week meant that uh, we didn't do a whole lot of uh, blogging this week. So that was it for for this week. So let's have a look at the job market. So cfml jobs get cfmljobs.com is a great way to to see what's out there so this see we have a couple of new positions this week so we have a senior software engineer cold fusion uh in poon marahaster and we also have a cold fusion and sql developer and in bengaluru Karnataka. so both of those positions in india but you can see there's quite a few other posts recently from we have a couple in the states it's a couple in canada over the last few weeks so if you want to find out more information get cfmiljobs.com is, is great uh, and if you want to post a job if you're looking for someone there's no charge completely free if you want to post here as well uh, they do scrape uh, different websites to get their their listings but uh, definitely worth checking out if you're looking for a job and we're also still looking uh, we still have our application open for the order position so if you go to autosolutions.com slash about dash us careers we have that open right now too 
you can see some of the requirements and the big ones are US time zone availability is a must and US citizen or resident or work visa is a must for these positions. Uh, a lot of our clients have certain requirements and uh, try and give you lots of uh, lots of experience options of what you've done, what you're working with. And here's some of the reasons, you know, you should work with Audis. And uh, one of the big things is we really want to help people modernize and get out of legacy hell. But you get to work with some smart people on fun jobs. So uh, if you're interested, definitely give us a give us your application. And uh, I know that we've been looking for a while, but we're always looking for more people. Um, and hopefully there'll be uh, making a few additions to the team here. So yeah, that'll be exciting. Yep. It's always fun having new people in the team and new projects. Okay. So let's talk about our forge box module of the week. And this week, uh, something we've actually mentioned a couple of times lately, Matt Clemente has been working on a, a little project on his live streams and that's the Eversign CFC. All right, so this is uh, one of Matt's API wrappers. He has quite a few of them. Um, if you've ever used one by John Bearquist as well, they'll all look very familiar. And this one wraps Eversign, which is used to create, send, track, um, legally binding e-signatures. So uh, you can take a look at the package on Forgebox and all the API there. So thanks for that. And also the reason we've talked about this before is Matt has created this during some live streams. So if you want to go see how he made that, his YouTube channel, uh, we've included it in past show notes as well about him making this Eversign wrapper. So, yeah. And actually one of my customers um, is wanting to deal with some, uh, some signing and everything that asked me what I've worked with before. And now I can say we can work with Eversign too. So uh, it's good to see, and there's a lot of good documentation. It's really thorough. I like Matt's wrappers; they're they're very thorough, and uh, it's yeah, it's good to see in the live streams how he built and how he went about it. So I like to see the problem solving that goes on in those live streams. So very cool. Okay, next up we have a VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week, and so this one. Yeah, um, this week we go ahead. <laughs> this week we have the Git stash extension which adds to the current git extensions that we have and giving us a stash panel so you already have you know your working copy things like that now you have one to interact with stash pushing popping those kind of things deleting all of that yeah uh look pretty neat i think john farrar is one that recommended this one so thanks john for uh reaching out and yeah it's nice to have the the sort of built-in features or the extensions giving you those extra features in there. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good commands. Uh, I don't actually have this one installed yet, so I'm going to have to add this one. So, pretty cool. Okay, so last that brings up. us here to the end. Yep, so now's the time that we thank our Patreon supporters. So, uh, obviously, we mentioned at the start of the show, we have 33 Patreon supporters, and every single one of them is, you know, committing their hard-earned money to help uh, this podcast and order solutions, and uh, we really appreciate it. I mean, they're paying more than orders for this podcast, which is a, which is a big deal. So, um, their support also goes into helping, you know, tools like Commandbox, Forgebox, Coldbox, Contentbox, Testbox, and all our other open-source packages and libraries. 
and there's too many of those to, to list, but we can list those people that are helping us. Uh, and again, you know, it means a lot to us. So we, we want to individually thank them. You want to go ahead and give it a whirl, Eric? Let's do it. Thank you to Ben Nadal, Brett DeLine, Carl Van Setten, Charlie Earhart, Dal Lee, Dan Card, Daniel Garcia, David Bellinger, Didier Lesnicki, Don Bellamy, Edgardo Cabezas, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Giancarlo Gomez, Jan Yannick, Jason Diger, Jeff McLean, Jeremy Adams, Jonas Erickson, Jordan Clark, Joseph Lamery, Kai Kenick, Laxma Titrahadi, Mario Rodriguez, Matthew Darby, Matthew Clemente, Mingo Hagen, Ross Phillips, Scott Steinbeck, Sean Odin, Stephen Klotz, Synaptrix, and Yogesh Mr. Thank you for supporting us and the Modernizer podcast. Yeah, we're much appreciated. And thanks to everybody else who supports us in other ways like, uh, you know, bug tickets, pull requests, documentation, all of that's very important. Uh, if you want to find out more about our sponsors, you can go to autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors. But again, thanks everyone for tuning in for those who did and those who are watching, you can get to go back to Apple now or go back to digital oceans deploy <laughs> conference. Uh, we thank you for coming and watching us for a little bit here. So you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.